I wasn't about to miss this. We're glad that you stuck around too. This this is Bullet Points on Vinyl Draft Radio. And now your host, Tony Ashcraft. Hey, we're back. Bullet Point. Second Amendment talking more here on Vinyl Draft Radio. Rod Gates and Nick Sterling in the house with us, along with America Bourbon. We just cracked open the bottle. And uh, guys, let's raise a glass here to all of us, to all of you out there, everybody listening, everybody, everybody serving, everybody that has served, all of our uh, all of our first responders, all of our families. Uh, we can raise a glass to you. Thanks, everybody. Cheers. Yes, sir. It is very smooth. That is good. That is good. I know you're talking about stuff our bodies <coughs> puts out through our pores. I think mine's straight whiskey most of the time, so <laughs> that can't be good for my gun. Um, yeah. You got any, you got any bourbon repellent for Nixon? <laughs> Well, yeah, we've we've drank a little bit of it. Yeah, well, that's music. That's good for. That's what we do on the road. Which I know we were just talking about the uh, that shotgun maybe uses a breaching weapon. I know they say it's a defensive weapon, yeah. but now I'm thinking cause I carry a shotgun on the road because we get our trailer stolen all the time, and musicians yeah. are easy targets because we carry twenty thousand dollars worth of stuff in a trailer. Easy to take. I figure we have one of those around. That might scare off some meth heads. Fit right in your backpack. That's defensive. It might. Yeah, that's defensive. <laughs> I can see it in some very specialized roles. Yeah. It's just not very it's just not a very broad application for mm-hmm. me. Yeah, that nine hundred and thirty bucks out of my wallet's really kind of a no, mm-hmm. uh, I have to yeah. say. The Black Aces Tactical, four hundred and forty nine dollars at half the price, less right. than half the price. I don't I mean, see any military or police departments investing in a thousand dollar version of a breach gun either. Yeah, they, to, I don't see them trying to go no, get any of that. No, they just they just wouldn't. They'd stick with the eight seventy, and mm-hmm. and it's an old crappy eight seventy too. Yeah, and they it's still beat work. up. It's the those of the stocks are all beat up. I mean, uh, it's, that's what we used to breach. I mean, but half the time didn't want to go down anyway. Ended up using the butt to knock it down anyway. So <laughs> you want to make sure it's sturdy. That's why you don't want to smack it with a nine hundred thirty dollar gun. Right exactly. There. <laughs> but you see a lot of modern SWAT teams now. When I got out many years ago, that we were we were just starting to learn that and get into do explosive breaches anyway. Mm-hmm. A lot of them are starting to do that anyway. So you just either you blow the door out or you shape charges and make a new door on the side of the house. You know, just make the door wherever you want it. Yeah, it's a lot easier. Because <laughs> it's funner. Yeah, it's a lot more fun. It's a lot more fun. So the gun cleaners, I mean, somebody wants to come over, somebody wants to see, what are the locations here uh, in and around Houston? Well, we have one in the Deer Park area. He's currently between locations. He's trying to relocate and he's currently working out of his garage. He's trying to get a different store. Mm-hmm. There's a lot that went into that. But it's all on our website. You can go to gunclearners.com. All of our stores are on there. A little bio about each owner, about each store is there. Tells you where they're at. Phone numbers, how to get a hold of them. Right now, the Deer Park store is doing by appointment only. you got to call first, mm-hmm. and he'll arrange it to get you in. The other store is at um, I-10 and Wirt Road. That's my business partner, Jameson Smith, who's the other owner of the gun cleaners. That's his store. And then my store that I operate in Tomball, on Snook Lane in Tomball. Call either one of us um, or just show up. I tell a lot of people lately because we're doing a lot more of this kind of stuff Mm -hmm. to please call ahead, trying to get out more and do a little bit more promoting of us. Right, right, right. And pretty soon, if you don't mind, I throw in real quick, pretty soon if people keep keep checking back with our website, we're going to have our lube available for sale online. We're yeah. working on that right now. Yeah, and and I'll be aside. I'm not saying this just because because uh, uh, Rod's in here on the show, but he was he was kind enough to spot me a case of this lube, and I've used it on customers' guns. I've used it on my own guns. It's good stuff. It's good stuff. And being being a federal firearms license holder, and being in the gun business for a number of years, 
I've seen a lot of different lube, a lot of different stuff. Stuff will come out and people rant and rave about it. And you see a lot of ads in magazines and, and, and stuff like that. And people kind of buy it because it's sort of the name is out there. You know, it's difficult. A lot of people get stuck in one brand, get stuck in rubber. Yeah. I'm telling you, I'm telling you, this stuff is good. It, it even smells different. It's just, it's just a high, the guy, the chemist that created it for us is a bird hunter, avid bird hunter. And that's what he, he took in his head all the deficiencies through his whole life he's had with petroleum-based lubes mm-hmm. and decided he was going to counter every single one of them. Made a list, and he went and created something for us that took care of every deficiency he had ever dealt with. And he calls it the super lube. We haven't quite got that bold, but when he talks about it, it's the super lube. <laughs> yeah, and what struck me is, you know, you, you get a lot of these lubes, the other lubes on the market, and they, they're just really, really slick. And I know that and as soon as I say that, people go, well, you want a lube to be slick because you're trying to reduce friction. That's true, but there's more to it than that. You know, does it, does it stay where it's supposed to stay? Is it going to contribute to contamination? Is it too easy to clean off? Is it going to cause buildup? Is it going to stop moisture? penetration and, and, and moisture contact because all of that all of that all those are components to the long-term functionality and the accuracy of your gun if your gun doesn't work well it's not very not very good you know you don't want to you don't want to cause any problems you pick up a gun yeah. you want it to you want to shoot you got to keep it in shape all right we got to take a break and rod gates and nick sterling are in the studio with us here bullet points second amendment talk and more on vinyl draft radio stay with us we'll be right back This is Bullet Point on Vinyl Draft Radio. Bold, informative, and thankful for the Second Amendment. This is Bullet Point on Vinyl Draft Radio. Hey, welcome back to Bullet Point, Second Amendment Talk, and more on Vinyl Draft Radio. Rod Gates and Nick Sterling live in the studio with us today. Rod was telling us a little bit about the gun cleaners, and, and we were talking about the the lube. Yes, the lube, not just any lube. The it's lube. That's actually lube. the name of it, and which is which is pretty clever. I like it. I like it. But in all seriousness, um, you guys, it's important to have a good lube. And I, there's a lot of companies that spend a lot of money on advertising. You don't want what's popular. You want what's wor- what works. And sometimes we're all a little bit guilty of it in the gun industry because we have a lot of brand loyalty. You know, you, your buddy says, oh, well, I use, you know, I use Billy Bob's revolver lube and it works great. Been using it for 52 <laughs> years. Ain't never. Okay. That's great. But no, uh, seriously, no, this is good stuff. It's not crazy expensive. Yeah, it's it's not. I, I really can't think of a lot of lubes are very similar. Like a lot of people, I don't want to say it's the same lube, but it's sort of the same kind of Teflon-esque formula in a in a bottle with a small little needle squirter, and, and it's everywhere. Uh, and it's nice and slick when it goes on, and you think, man, yeah, this stuff, I get a little bit on my fingers. And it's, but, but again, that's not all there is to it. There's a lot more to it than that. Something you guys need to take into consideration. Hunting season's coming up. It's a big time of year for everybody, so we all all got to get ready. You guys are out there, kind of kind of prepping for uh, for deer season, in the not too distant future that's coming up here in Texas, and uh, and you got to make sure your all your equipment's ready. You got to make sure the feeders are working, stands are put together, four wheelers are running right. You got everything gassed up, ready to go. You got you got mm-hmm. everything right, and part of that is let's go get the rifle sighted in before you do that. Take them to the gun cleaners. Take them to the gun cleaners. Let them take them apart. Let them clean them. Get them lubed. Get them ready to rock and roll. And get them set for the season so you can mm-hmm. get out there. Uh, 
as you guys say, a clean gun is an accurate gun. I was just going to say and that. that is, right. that, you know what? And that is 100% true. It is. That's that is why it's one, our tagline. Right. That yeah. is 100% true. And I can tell you that uh, going back to the Glock and Canic thing, it's not super scientific, but I'm making notes to go. I've got a little Glock and Canic journal. Yeah, as these guns get dirtier, they lose a little bit of a little bit of accuracy, a little bit of inconsistency. You guys don't realize how dirty your guns are. You don't. You might think they're clean because you take mm-hmm. them apart and you bore brush and you spend 45 minutes cleaning off a gun. But without the ultrasonic cleaner, without a complete disassembly, and without uh, a, a complete relube process of every piece of the gun, you just can't do it like the gun cleaners can do it. You just can't. Well, ask anybody who shoots long range. That really shows it. They'll tell you mm-hmm. a good lube and a clean gun is important. Yeah, these guys that shoot a long ways out there. Absolutely, and you know a lot of hunters. You're not you're not shooting 100 yards. I mean, you're you're getting yeah. out there, and I mean you're talking about guys that are that are six. You know, some 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 Charlie some yeah, uh, Charlie some, some Charlie, yeah. some Charlie Mike Precision type guys. Uh, the guys are getting way way the heck mm-hmm. out there. I mean, just mind boggling distances. It's the first thing they teach in the military too, especially when you go to sniper school, is to teach you how to clean the damn thing. It's the first thing you do. They don't even let you on a range, so you can clean that thing inside and out, take it apart. It's yeah, the like most the important part. Charlie Charlie shooting over 5,000 yards. It's important yeah. to have a clean gun. Yeah, a little bit. <laughs> and a mullet. And a mullet. Yeah, you got to have the mullet, too. <laughs> you got to have the mullet. I didn't know. I, I, you know, I can tell you where to get your gun clean. I can't tell you where to get a mullet at. I guess you're on your own for that. I think you get, apparently you get issued that in Seal Sniper Train. <laughs> so. to Charlie. <laughs> man. Oh, man. We're... Where's Charlie about now? You know, we should have called Charlie before we, uh, yeah. we got here. We should have called Charlie. He's actually out of town. I mm-hmm. When is he not out of town? Yeah. Yeah. I'll, I'll say something about the gun cleaners, too, is you do get those people, and I'm the same way. Everyone's the same way. We're all creatures of habit where this is what Daddy used, what I use, that we've been using this for years, and it's tough to switch over and do use new things, especially hunt season comes around. You want to use the same old thing that you always, you're comfortable with it. But you can stand behind not just companies but people and someone like Rod with his experience as SWAT officer and guys like Charlie, you know, it trains some famous SEAL snipers and makes the longest shots in the world coming up. I mean, if guys like that are behind it, it's something that you should be comfortable switching over to if you use something else right now. Yeah, because those stand guys... Stand behind the experience. Yeah, absolutely, because those guys are doing it as a real-world exercise, mm-hmm. not as an ad. Exactly. Not as an ad. The gun gun didn't really didn't change. I mean, there's some rail options and whatnot, but that kind of, I mean, and I get it. I get it. It's marketing. It's marketing. And there's a lot of that. This isn't t-shirts. We're not buying t-shirts. We're not buying, mm-hmm. we're not buying hats. I mean, this is, if you're going to shoot, even guys that do it just recreationally, you want your gun to be accurate. You want your gun to function. You want your gun to have longevity. That's a very good point. Guys like Charlie getting engaged in this stuff and, and getting behind this stuff and believing in this stuff. I mean, there's something to it. You know, a guy that, that is a, a been a, a SEAL for 25 years, mm-hmm. right? 25 years, sniper, instructor, world record holder. Yeah. I mean, he doesn't he doesn't pick the you know, yeah. he he does that's he does a, just randomly pick a, a product on the market and go, yeah, well, this, this is all right. Yeah. Let me, me throw something out there. Charlie doesn't currently use our stuff on his guns, but he does support our company and support mm-hmm. our lube. He uses another lube, which is a very high quality lube, and I know mm-hmm. those people too. Mm-hmm. And it's it's the same concept as our lube. They're yeah. they're the same thing. And he uses what he uses, what he supports. You should always kind of guys who do that. If somebody nails a world record holder, he's shooting 5,000, 6,000 yards. Go see what he uses, what he supports, the things you do. And I say just do that. Because if you're a hunter and you're only trying to reach 1, 175, 
I'd say you try to use what that guy's doing, you'll probably nail it every time too. Yeah. <laughs> you probably you'll probably be good. You'll probably be good. Well, uh, Nick, let's get to you, man. You've been you've been hanging out with us. I know you're a musician. Mm-hmm. You served in the army for a while. And, sure. and again, we appreciate that. So tell people what what inspired you to get into music. You know, I had uh and before you answer, I had uh uh, I had Shannon Book on the show not to, uh, I guess it's been about four or five months ago. I know Shannon, yeah. You know mm-hmm. Shannon? Mm-hmm. He's a good dude. Yeah, he's out of Austin too. Yeah, so uh, so Doc came in here and, yeah. and, and did some stuff for us, and uh, he's a good guy, mm-hmm. and he's, he's, yep. his music is, is from the heart for sure. Yeah, it absolutely should be. I think that's one thing that separates, uh, I mean, some more than others, but a lot of us, like Shannon and the guys, we really pull our experiences into this because that's one thing that comes with songwriting. That I learned is people, your fans, you'll get fans and you'll get people listening to you based on your your integrity and your songs, your authenticity. So, you know, I'm not, I have no idea what it's like to sing about, uh, you know, the pickups, back rows, things. I grew up in Hawaii. I live in Texas now. You know, I don't have that. So I'm not going to be that kind of country singer. You right. pull from your experiences, from your, where you're from. And so Shannon does the same thing. And that's what I'm trying to do. And I think a lot of, especially veteran artists are pretty good at that because, you know, we're pretty in tune with who we are as individuals after some of the things we experience and getting out of the military. It's pre- it's a little easier for us to put it out on paper of who we really are because we're proud of who we are and everything that we have. Yeah, most definitely. And I think there is a, um, for me anyway, at least from my perception, uh, I'm not a musician, but there are, you know, you always hear the term, uh, somebody went commercial or they, you know, that, that kind of thing. And, and you, and they're making songs just for the sake of making songs. Mm-hmm. And that is a different style of music than I see yeah. versus, you know, someone like you or someone like Shannon that's, mm-hmm. that's, that's hidden from the heart. Like you said, that's drawing on real world experience, something yeah. that, that's emotional. If you've ever seen, and there are some commercial artists that, that, that still sort of have this, they will mm-hmm. write a song about an experience or about a person yeah. or about a time in their life. And you can tell when these people mm-hmm. do these songs, when they perform these songs, that that there is an emotional component to it. There, there's an attachment yeah. to it. It's not a it's not a cookie cutter, stamped mm-hmm. out, you know, catchy chorus type, you know, song. Which is which is kind of a lot of what the mainstream is. And you know, I could do a whole hour on <laughs> the truth and the misconceptions on that too about that. But it is you can tell even the big artists, the ones that they wrote that they care about, as opposed to the ones that or a group of songwriters got together and wrote for them for number ones, and there's a difference in that. And you can see the difference, and that's the thing. If people, if you care about what you're doing, people will respond to that yeah, because absolutely. they can see the emotion in it, and that's always important. Absolutely. Yeah, hundred percent. I frequent the uh, the Redneck Country Club quite a bit. Yep, they have some good people in there. there some good Texas some, tour and independent oh, bands. Yeah, mm-hmm. there are some people that you've never heard of, that's and you right. probably wouldn't unless you went out there. And but, I would tell you something. Some of the guys are outstanding our biggest thing about texas and our scene is we love because no one's ever heard of anyone damn near anyone in texas but they're all outstanding and their biggest thing is we we separate ourselves from the mainstream country is because we write our own songs yeah nashville is mainly co-writes a lot of songwriters get together some of them still do and we know who they are and they're doing great things but that's our big thing and why we're fine with it because we enjoy writing our own songs because our fan base is loyal to the fact that we're 
we write our own songs and they love our authenticity and our lyrics. Yeah, if a guy doesn't have a little bit of dirt under his fingernails and doesn't have another full time yeah. job, I really don't. That's right. And <laughs> I really don't. Majority of us, we all work full time. I mean, I'm blessed to be able to do this full time now, but I mean, that wasn't how it always was, and that isn't right. how it always is for a lot of guys. But that, you know, I think if you look at. Um, you know, stretching back a little bit, if you look at some of some of the true country artists from, you know, not the commercial stuff that's out these days because it's just pop with a twang. It's not yeah. country. Country in my mind, country's dead. Um, mm-hmm. It just it doesn't the, the real the old the country, real the old real school, storyteller. Yes, country. the real storytellers, mm-hmm. the real hard experience guys. The the Hank Williams, the Johnny Cash, mm-hmm. the I mean, you could go on and on. The and on. sadness. I mean, right. country there, music was a sad pull right, from that, deep emotional. And that's place. just it. And that's exactly what we were talking about earlier. Mm-hmm. Is these guys that that do that and get into that and that really, you, know, you can tell that that song is written from uh, from a deep place, from an important place, mm-hmm. from an influential place yeah. in their life. And I think that's uh, that's the difference between what we heard twenty years ago mm-hmm. and. The, this crap that we hear now yeah and that's just what it is my and my wife listens to pop country and yeah. uh and I mean, every time i get in the car with her and gotta go somewhere i'm like oh my god yeah make it stop and i will stop. say this we've talked about it when it comes to mainstream country stuff is i don't fault any of those guys all those luke bryan stuff because you know what they were doing a business and they are doing it well they're making money and they're oh, yeah, living it no... so we i'm just doing it my own way and uh, no question i'm profitable enough I'm not ever going to be that big and have a mansion or anything, but I'm profitable enough. And, you know, just they want to do it that way, have at it. I'm just going to go and take my own route and play for I'm going to keep on playing the dives and the dance halls here in Texas and be just fine with it. <laughs> yeah, and there's nothing wrong with that. Yeah. You see these artists that you normally would not get exposed to, and you get to see them in an up-close, intimate, live venue like that. Yeah, is exactly. just it's just it's a it's a different experience, different experience mm-hmm. altogether. You'll mm-hmm. never see a Luke Bryan CD in my truck, but you will see a Nick Sterling one. Yeah, yeah there you go. For sure. There you go. There you go. Yeah, Luke, <laughs> I've heard of that guy. No, honestly, I can't. I can't because I, I, I'm just so far away from from mm-hmm. modern country, and a lot of people are. And I mean, it's a it, it's a science now. The songs that they develop, all the, they're all the same. Uh, when it comes down, they're all the same producers, the same sound engineers using these things, developing these beats, these same all the drums there aren't real drums they're computer generated drums so it's the same so that when you hear it on the radio it sounds the same as another song but in your head you don't realize it so it just becomes comfortable familiar so you just keep the radio on these same songs over and over again that's how they get number ones and yeah you know what straight from the national treasure right there so when i say next time i'm in the car riding around with my kids Uh and my wife and i say damn all this music sounds exactly the same it does you heard it nick said it because it is the same (laughs) because it is exactly the same right it has no it has it has Mm -hmm. no depth at all now speaking of music we we promised a song or two we we, this segment we're about to close out but okay but coming to the other side i'm going to give nick a, a chance to do what he does best yeah you guys want to stick around for this so oh it is what? Hold on. Are you sure? Yeah. <sighs> yeah. Let's let's keep it rolling. Right. No, hey, my, hey, my one. mistake. I thought we had one more segment. Real Good thing quick, I'm not then. a quarterback, man. Jeez, we'll be we'll be on this. Uh, I thought we had one more segment. I, I apologize. Real quick. All right. So hey, everybody. This is my new stuff. Then it's uh, be a little different with. So it. Nick, before you uh, before you get started on that, if yeah. people want to find you, if people want to find your music, if people want to buy your music, if people want to get more. Nick Sterling, where do they go? Yeah, head to uh, nicksterlingmusic.com. Uh, I'm on Spotify, Nick Sterling. Uh, 
Facebook, Instagram, Nick Sterling Music. Uh, my album's on iTunes, Amazon, and all the proceeds of that are going to Lone Survivor Foundation based out of here in Houston as well. Uh, we work heavily with them. Uh, yeah, go check me out and find me. And there is another Nick Sterling out of Arizona who is a hair band metal guitarist kid. Uh, old savant. So I've ha I've been battling him on Google for a while on taking the top spot because we have the exact same first, middle, and last Man. name. So but if it, if you hear my music, then you see that phrase, that guy, and he's like, that doesn't look the same. It's probably not. Nothing, well, just he, remember, screw, you'll this, find me. This is the national treasure, Nick Sterling. Don't be don't confuse him yeah. with anybody else. So hey, listen, everybody. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna say Nick's gonna play us out. Rod at the Gun Cleaners. Rod Gates at the Gun Cleaners. You check him out at GunCleaners.com. And uh, Nick Sterling, check him out. And uh, Nick's a good guy. Rod's a good guy. And both these guys get something fantastic to offer. So I hope you'll uh, follow up with them and uh, and check in with these guys. Uh, Nick Sterling, take us out. Yes, sir. Thank you, guys. Taking this day by day Waiting for the rain to come This whole damn place is burning We ain't gonna save everyone All of this time I wonder How do ye suffering times? I came to one conclusion Not everyone's meant to fly Some spin on the road, vagabonds on the moves, gypsies everywhere we go, stabbing in the back if they could. The man that stands up on the hill, high above the flames, take it for all you're worth. Welcome to the war games. Head first in the train pie, clearing my lungs of the smoke. Every line I write are just words of a dying hope. Ain't no one coming to save us, gave up that life long ago. Better grab a raft and a paddle, it's too late to learn how to flow.